they were meeting in a room together. Here they are leaving. It was about 10 minutes they were in that room. Now, the reason why this is important is not just because they're leaders for their two teams, but as you may know, Chris Paul is the president of the NBPA. Thank you, Russell. We're in the middle of unprecedented times. We're coming back from the boycott that was historic. Wasn't a boycott. What has changed? Wasn't a boycott. What has wasn't a boycott. Okay. Use different wording. Wasn't a boycott. Uh, no, because for the last two days, we have been talking about Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving, right now, you are the, the distraction. You are the distractor. You distracting the whole situation. So it's just, it's crazy to me because, you know, you come out and you, you do something separately without talking to your president, Chris Paul, or consulting with Michelle Roberts and go off and do something totally different and get a group of guys together and say, let's sit out without a plan. It makes zero sense, and I totally disagree with Kyrie Irving. Like I said, what's next? And when you look at it, 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 it I, I, I just applaud it because everyone was on the same page. It wasn't one individually doing it. It was more so like, no, this you could tell this has been discussed behind the scenes. It, it, it's not... And that's what happened when they, I said this, when guys get together down there in that bubble, they were going to come up with creative ideas. They will go come up with different scenarios and they will go come together. And that's what they've done. And everyone is on the same page, but. Boy, man. Boy, little gap. Technical Foul Podcast. We're back at it with another episode today. And we're going to talk about the recent boycott that has happened. Well, Russell Westbrook doesn't want us to call it a boycott, but the recent um, stoppages of the games that happened due to a wild, wild series of events that have gone on in the United States, which involved a shooting of a black man by the name of Jacob Blake, which, who stayed alive, God bless. And um, the 17 year old, 17 year old who shot up an entire, what, uh, what was it? Uh, I think three people and killed two. But what was, what, what was it, AR-15? I just know it was illegal and from a different state. And we'll be talking about that before we get, before we get into any sports. So like, I'd like to know you guys' thoughts. Um, Whoever wants to start start off, be my guest, but the floor is yours. Miles, you can go ahead first, man. So, to start, the we're not going to call them boycotts. Um, I'm going to call them a strike. Um, it, was a, it wasn't a big shock, in my opinion, because, you know, we've been seeing them speak out on um, these type of things in the league couple months, you know, in advance, and they've been a big advocate for most of their employees, uh, just because the league is predominantly, predominantly African American. And um, to the casual, to the casual viewer, it might have seemed unusual, but um, I'm, I'm really proud in a sense of how the league has responded, and used the platform properly to speak on acts of social injustice. And, um, they they've been a big advocate for the long for the longest to be honest with you. Also, shout out to the MB, the WNBA because they actually they've been going hard for the movement for a while now, and they don't get enough credit. 
that's uh that's one thing that I think we should we should talk about a little more often. How the WNBA they got some hoopers and they also believe you know there needs to be change and shout out to them. Um, you can go ahead, Johannes. Yeah, no. Um, I kind of want to integrate our next topic a little bit into this, but very very lightly. Um, I, you know, players from the jump before the bubble were hesitant to go play, you know, for this, for this exact purpose. You know, they want to be out on the front lines, you know, um, protest, do what they got to do in order to, you know, make a change and, you know, have their voices heard. Uh, so I think when this happened, I don't think any of us were really surprised because this was already, you know, kind of integrated in the playoffs and in the bubble, you know, with the Black Lives Matter on the court, you know, with the shirts, with them protesting. And I'm just glad that, you know, they were able to at least make a change during these days off. You know, they had the, the, the governor of uh, Wisconsin, they had DA on the phone, you know, they, they were right on it, you know what I mean? They were right on it. Um, they even had a meeting with the GMs and the owners and it's just it's great to see that um, players and, and coaches as well, and the league, you know, Adam Silver, shout out to him as well, um, all working together to see what they can do and their power to contribute um, to, the, to the fight of America, basically. Right, right. And, you know, I think George, George Hill, I don't mean to cut you off, I think George Hill, I mean, a lot of people have heard what he said. Um, he's, he, when he was in the back, a uh, reporter asked him, why were you in the back during the national anthem? And he responded with, you know, I take a, a duty before every game. Now, people found that funny and people found that offensive. But I think his words kind of resonated because if you think about it, bro, these guys out here are playing and you're saying, bro, like what you're what you're doing out there and use, using your platform for is is absolutely bullshit. And you should just focus focus on the on the sport of basketball, and not get into politics. So I think that was his kind of like his his response to if you think if you think that I'm shit, like if you think that what I'm doing is shit, then this is me responding to what you think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was just a stand against what has been really, really going on in this in this um, rough, rough times. Um, but I want to get into Kendrick Perkins, bro. To to stay stay on topic, um, we all heard about what he said with Kyrie. Um, there's a quote that he had a couple months ago where he said. Um, the NBA is going to continue. All he's doing is causing unnecessary drama between the NBA brothers that we don't need right now. This was Perk talking about Kyrie, like not even continuing the season, canceling the season, boycotting the season, to, to, to use lack of better words, you know? But this is him talking about Kyrie at the time, which is like June, I think? June, yeah. Yeah, it was June. And then on Sportsnet, 590 the fan um he was on the radio show over there he he was talking about the recent 
postponements of games and his thoughts on it. And he said, now when you look at it, quote unquote, when you look at it, when you look at it, everyone was on the same page. I just applaud everyone who was doing it. This is his his comments to that. Now in Perk's defense, bro, he did he did say that he doesn't think the NBA should be canceled, like the season should be shouldn't be canceled. But what are you guys' thoughts on that? On on Perk? Do you think that he's just like a bit confused about I, I, everything well, that's well, going on? I'm, I'm gonna say this, and this is not me being biased to my fellow Celtics brother, you know. But I think that he was speaking for all of us because I think all of us were on the same mindset as far as like you know we were laughing back then. Kyrie talking about yo, we want the season back. I mean, you I, know, you can. In defense, in defense, I I was kind of upset at the time because right. like we we're going through such a pen a a, a a lot of problems in the world, not just not having sports, but like having the the, the fact that the NBA was going to come back, sports in general was going to come back. I was, we were all happy, and I was kind of like. Kyrie, bro, like you wrong for this. Right. But then again, I totally understand where where Perk is coming, where Perk is coming from, where Kyrie's coming from now. So and what I I don't know if you remember this, but I told Abdi this a few, I think right around that time, I said that Kyrie has a great uh, opinion and a great you know um, thought. It's just he's just executing it the wrong way because he was talking about having his own league, like you know their own separate league outside of the NBA and this and this and that. And right now, just before I get to the Perkins topic. Right now, we don't need a separation from, you know, our own league versus the NBA, whatever, whatever, whatever. We got we got to work together on this. You know what I mean? Right. So Adam Silver has done a great job. You know, everybody knows the NBA is the best league as far as um, putting out, you know, um, thoughtful statements and working together with players and you know from top to bottom. Um, and you know, we, like B and I talked about a few weeks ago, I think. Um, Back when uh, they were the I can't breathe shirts, yeah, you know, like they they they've been doing this for a while, and when Kyrie was saying that, you know, I was just like, man, come on, man, like you, we gotta a, it's not gonna financially work to have your own league, and b, you gotta have unity in yeah. in this time, you know, this is what it's all about. It's all about uniting, working together to hopefully push a message and, and do something, you know, on a legal. Legal term, and I think that's that's why George Hill made that statement. Where it's like, you guys are treating us like, like about this world. Excuse my language, but like, a lot of people on on social media, a lot of people have their voices and they voice the, out their opinions on what the NBA is, and saying like, you guys should not focus on. As I said before, bro, you know George Hill making that statement is pretty much like, yo, a big f you to you guys who think that we're doing a wrong thing by using our platform to to spread awareness. It's unfortunate because it's that uh, shut up and dribble type of thing when people don't expect athletes to use their platform to speak on issues that they don't want to necessarily face just because they're trying to look at sports as an outlet to get away from all this. But um, to stay on topic as far as what Perk said about Kyrie, um, you know, Kyrie is one of the he's the vice president of the Players Association. So what Kendrick is honestly, I feel like is challenging him to do is to just stay on task and stay like unified with the league instead of trying to like disperse and make it a little bit more difficult with like having a different, having an alternative league for players. Like that's, that's extra. So I think what, what Perk is challenging him to do is to, you know, just have a plan. He's urging him to have a plan. And he even said, you know, and I quote, um, 
he's been you have been on these conference calls over the last two months you're the vice president of the players association you have been very involved in all that's taken place as far as whether we're going to play or not you've been on the phone and you voted to play and that was shocking to me because uh, when I found out that Kyrie had voted to play it was a little confusing for um, for me um, he also said that he was going to fly down to our to Orlando to join the team if they did decide to play and they did and you know, that just goes back to what Perk said is to, you know, for him to just have a plan because like if you're in a position of leadership, especially being a, a superstar, an NBA superstar, you know, you need to you need to be able to lead the players association and come up with a plan and be on on the same accord when it comes to this this is such a fragile time that we're living in. This is definitely the time where he needs to he needs to step up and like do what he said he's gonna do, you know. We're all we're all fighting the same fight. There's no need to disperse and do other things. But um, as far as what he said recently, you know, um, I think Perk is just challenging him, and I agree personally because when it came down to that meeting that the players had in the bubble recently. Um, and LeBron ended up walking out of the room, getting upset. Um, Bucks ended up canceling the game in protest of what happened to Mr. Jacob Blake, and they didn't tell nobody. And, you know, LeBron, he felt like he was blindsided. The Clippers and the Lakers ultimately ended, ended up deciding to make the vote to not continue the season, which we see didn't happen. But um, that's Perk's – I think that's just to wrap it up. That's what Perk's message is, is just to make sure everybody is – on the same page and we have a plan in place so i want to talk about lebron real real quick um because i saw the reports from Woj and from Stephen a as far as him trying to uh, you know his his discussion in the meeting being very very looked down upon yeah. because i guess lebron was trying to talk down to a lot of players in the meeting and a lot of people weren't having that um so if i didn't know about the lebron situation of him getting blindsided by well, the whole, pretty much the whole league. The, the whole I, league. I, don't, I don't believe, I, I think as a, as a, like Milwaukee Bucks, like you're representing, you're representing like what, what has gone on in your own, Wisconsin. yeah, like yeah. in your own city, you're rep, yeah. like they have no reason, LeBron shouldn't be mad, well, the NBA shouldn't be mad. I'm going to say this real quick before I, I get to, oh, no, go ahead, Miles. I was just relating back to my point of him saying that there needs to be more communication about the issue because, you know, they were in the locker room getting ready. Orlando was on the court warming up, and they decided, oh, we're not going to play the game. I felt like they could have communicated that a little bit better with the rest of the league. You know, there's, it shocked the whole entire – all the, the viewers, but as far as the players and since they have this whole union and organization, like, they should have been able to use that to relay that message to people before it ended up happening. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this real quick from just from my perspective. This is just an opinion based uh, matter. I don't think anybody got blindsided because Boston and Toronto were talking about this the day prior. So I feel like everybody should have had an eye open. And yes, they didn't fully know that everything was going to get canceled, but they had an idea. They, you know, they heard teams talking about it. Um, and in my opinion, I'm glad that they didn't tell anybody about it because everybody was tuned in to watch the game. Then all of a sudden, we all get an alert on our phone, hey, Milwaukee didn't show up because they're quote-unquote boycotting, which then raised everybody's eyes to like, oh, what's going on? You know, why are they boycotting? You know, you know, it just made us all tune in. Um, but back to LeBron. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no 
it's it's just for me personally if you are you know if you have that organization why not use it to be like hey guys we're gonna end up doing this we saw that boston and toronto weren't gonna play and you know if they would have played they probably would have got ripped for it so you know they could have just at that point at that point started the conversation and say hey guys we're gonna not play today and tomorrow we're also not gonna play like let's just be on the same page about that that's that's all that's my opinion True. That's that's all. That's my opinion. But back to LeBron, because you know I know Miles over here ducking because it's his boy, you know, Lakers guy over here. But look, LeBron. So well, I, LeBron has to understand one thing: if everything is true, because players were telling Stephen A. and Woes this, so I believe it. Um, I, well, I'm just saying I, I, I can believe it first based off LeBron's persona yeah. and based off what he was doing beforehand. Because I want to bring up something about LeBron. He posted something on Instagram talking about a book from Malcolm X. That he was reading, okay, and then he got, and then somebody asked him in an interview. Yeah, somebody asked him in an interview what his favorite quotes or whatever you know what his favorite part of the book was, and he completely dodged it. We all know he didn't read the book, all right. Everybody knows it. He was just being so like. Taylor, Taylor yeah, see, everything, everything about the book, you know, really relate. No, it was, we, it was we knew Taylor, it was Taylor Brooks. Yeah, and we listen. I've done it shout before. Out, shout out Taylor Brooks. Shout out Taylor Brooks. I've done it before in class. So we've all done it, man. You know, we've not read a book, so we've kind of skimmed and BS our way to say that we did. But back to the meeting, um, LeBron has to understand. Yes, he's the guy of the league. You know, yes, he's the face of the league. But you can't talk down to people in a meeting. You can't have people vote your way. You know what I'm saying? You can't have, you can't try and persuade people to vote on your side. I mean, yes, he got his Lakers teammates and the Clippers guys, you know, walked out with him, but he's got to understand that um, this is a unified league, right? So you can't say, okay, we, we got to do this because I'm this guy. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out a way collectively to figure out how you can move forward no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, go ahead. How are you going to move forward and actually make a difference? Not say, this is my way, you know, I'm talking beneath you, basically saying that he was trying to talk beneath people, and I, I don't really rock with that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Now, when you say, I want to kind of retract to what Miles has said and kind of what you're saying, where it's like the league is supposed to come collectively. And Miles, you stated, you, you, you pointed out that, that, Kyrie didn't have a plan, right? That's that's what you had pointed out to, 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 okay, all right. So if he didn't have a plan, why is he the vice president of the NBA Players Association? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's beyond me. I'm just, like, it, it, it's, if, if, a, if the vice president of the NBA Players Association speaks out on issues that are going around in the league and now players are starting to notice it, you know, it's kind of just like, Kendrick, what are you talking about? Are you doing this for the media? Are you doing this for TV? Are you, are you just like, are you confused? Are you really brutally confused? I think he's just confused. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's just my whole like, take on the whole perk situation. But then again, what you had said about LeBron, going around doing this and that, a lot of reporters try to, you know, swirl the word. Like they, they, don't, they don't use the right words to portray what had really happened? Because we we, we we weren't at the meeting. We can't say, "Yo, Stephen A., you're right." I will no, never. I will never. Right. I will never say Stephen A. is right. You know. <laughs> just saying. So so it's just like yo, know, like are we? What we're getting told is what we're getting told. Is it for everyone to believe? 
No. Now, yes, LeBron does carry himself at a higher echelon than a lot of other players, and some other players may, may feel like, like, bro, you're wrong for what you're doing and what you did with the Clippers and the Lakers walking out. That was, that was like, bro, you guys can't be the only two teams to vote for that. Real quick, it, they didn't actually vote to have the season end. They were just leaning on that side. Like, they didn't have an, a real, like, sit down, hey, who's, you know, who actually doesn't want the season to continue. They just weren't on the side of wanting to play. You know, they just, uh, from an opinion base. It AD wasn't spoke actually, on that the other night too. Shout out to AD. He said, if the owners, if the owners and the executives don't fall through with what we had said in the meeting, then there's a, a very high chance of that. He said that. And, and I agree with that. that. I, I agree with that. But from what I'm hearing is that owners are all collectively gonna try and do whatever players want them to do. So hopefully it goes down the right path. Um, and I know that they're going to take the players seriously because they already suspended three games personally. Money, and they don't even care about the money. The players don't care about the money. I'm saying no, owners, obviously, yeah. but I'm saying the players. Pat, Pat, Pat you wrong for what you said, by the way. just want to point that out. Patrick Beverly, you need to be corrected for that, bro. Corrected for that, bro. Yeah. You, you know what? Hey, man, listen. Hey, you, know, you know, Pat, you know, I was going to... I was gonna hook you up with a lifetime supply of lotion for your hair, but I'm taking that back, bro. <laughs> you know, uh, you were my guy, you know, but you over here, when you started talking crap about Dame, that was strike one. Strike two was you talking crap about Luca and KP from the sidelines when you weren't even playing. And now uh, this is strike three, bro. You don't ever, ever disrespect another person, bro. You know, when you wanna accomplish something, you gotta, you gotta sit down and actually have a real conversation and negotiate, bro. That's not the way to portray yourself as a person, man. Straight up. It's very disrespectful, especially when you're not that guy to be in a position to even make remarks like that. Yeah, he was saying, he was saying, he was saying, I cut your checks. He was saying, I cut your checks, bro. Last time I checked, bro. <laughs> last time I checked, bro. Got some pom poms in the side. Yeah, last, last time I checked, bro, you were borderline, you know, on your way to China, bro. Don't yeah. even, don't, don't no, talk about Miles, your Miles, just stay on that topic. Now let's stay on that topic, Miles. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have to say about uh, Patrick Beverly's comments? To yeah, dude, I think he was totally out of pocket for that. Like, dude, you're not. You, you don't have no major sneaker deal to be in a position to tell people that. Oh, I cut your checks, so my opinion is more important than yours. No, that. The whole idea of the whole discussion was to let's make it, let's come to an agreement about what we're going to do about this. And he's just overstepping with his, he's an outspoken person. I know Pat Bev is real rambunctious and braggadocious and all that, but dude came out way out of pocket on this one. And I think he needs to, he needs to issue an apology because that was just totally disrespectful what he did. You know, honestly, you, to, you clearly, I, I, I'm not a fan of Patrick Beverly anymore, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully the season goes on. Hopefully we get to see a championship through and through because, like, to me, this is the longest NBA season of all time. <laughs> My goodness. It's, they should have ended, like, two months ago. You know what's crazy? They, they should have been getting ready for preseason at this point. You know what's crazy yes. is... Uh, I was talking to somebody and I was like, man, you know, if life was normal, I would have been at this Toronto-Boston game. But then I realized that game would have been played four months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's like, bro, like, yes, we did. Shout out, as, as Ma said, man, that WNBA has been doing this for years, yeah. bro. Yeah. So big kudos yeah. to that. Since the Trayvon Martin incident, Martin. Yeah. like, they've been speaking up and using their platform and it's only been 
it's only ramped up since then. So they've been doing this. And honestly, I, I need the, the the NBA to step it up just a little bit when they're you know when it comes to your uniformity because WNBA seems like everybody's on the same page with it. Bro, every, bro, every single team that was in the playoffs came out and, and every, team. every team came out in support of Jacob Blake and what has, what happened in Milwaukee and took a knee and then said, "Yo, we're not going to be playing games until this shit's fixed." And I think that's like. That resonates because, as Miles said, they've been doing this for years. And the fact that, you know, media, the sports media is just trying to find out about it because it's it's more of a story now, which is sad. Yeah. You know, it, it's been a story for years, bro. And I don't want to I don't want to get political, but when I saw that the vice president of the United States was basically talking crap about all these teams not playing, that's not how you you know that's not how you portray yourself, man. You know. Forget politics. Uh, forget who I, just, who I believe just, in. Not just the vice president. The, 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 no, the no. no but I, I want to go right at the VP because he was the first one to talk about it. And I don't want. I, I don't pick. I don't care about politics or anything like that. I don't really care what people vote for. But like, as a leader, you have to hear them out. You know, like you see the governor of Wisconsin immediately calling the bucks. You know, as as the vice president, I would call. But but they they didn't immediately call. Call the Bucks. The Bucks called them, bro. What are you talking about? Well, either way, I'm saying that yeah, they were communication. They took action. They took There's action. communication yeah. instead of oh, the governor saying oh, like you know, talking down about the Bucks, saying that you know they're disappointed yeah. in them. You know, you just got to be in a leadership role. You have to figure out how we're going to be unified together. That's all I'm saying. You know, I don't really care about it's politics. Too There's too much of this going on when there should be a lot of this. Yeah, because once, once we once we all get once we all get to this, once we all get to this, bro. This world is just going to be full of this. You know what I'm it's saying? It's all about conversation, man. That's all that really matters, bro. We can't just be out here, like, ignoring each other and saying, oh, you know, screw your opinion or screw this. This is how it should be. No, man, we should have a conversation. And I feel like the people in leadership should be the first ones to have conversations. And then we'll look up to them. You know, people look up to them and be like, okay, you know what? They're having conversations. Let's have conversations. Instead of, you know instead of I mean? trolling, you know? Yeah. Instead of trolling. Go ahead, man. Yeah, so I was going to save it for the other segment, but to be honest with you, I'm completely 100% agreeing with you, Johannes. Somebody that's in, like, a leadership role. Oh, before I even say that, I'm not trying to, like, I hate politics. I can't stand them. But if you're in a position of leadership, we should be trying to unify people. And I saw the the little Republican National Convention or whatever, and, you know, to not speak on the situation in such a sensitive time in history and to only call to the end of violence, which is very vague on both sides, you know, it's it's really disappointing. Like, you're going to reinforce that we need law and order, but, you know, you you to me, it was him taking a side as far as, like, how people come with the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and politicizing, basically hijacking the whole thing as, you know, a, a vehicle for a political movement. And that's not even what this is about. So if leadership doesn't grab to the idea that everybody just needs to be equal, treated equally instead of trying to galvanize people and get them to double down and use it as his, like, uh, use it to fuel your campaign and, you know, like, that's just a that's just a bad example, a really bad example. And we need to have somebody that cares, that 
that actually has the best interest for everybody that's living in this country because what's the first part of the country that we live in the united states and if we're not united at all with starting from the top what's going to happen to everybody going down this is going to be a lot of all this is just going to repeat over again so i can do that so to start off with the no name segment y'all um i'm making it a little bit more bringing some more awareness to the tensions that's going on in the country that we live in the united states there's a lot of racial tension and um for example the cops that shot and killed brianna taylor as of as of august 30th 2020 still haven't been arrested it's been about five months ongoing with the investigation and the attorney general mr daniel cameron um you know I'm chat. If you do happen to watch this show, I don't know. Maybe some down, sometime down the line, you will. I need to know why it's taken so long to get this case closed. Because, you know, I'm and I'm again. I'm not trying to make it political. I just need to. I just need to know why it's taken so long when it's you've had five whole months to get this closed, and we have, to me, empirical evidence that the cops need to be held responsible. Um, the chief of police said that they, that the officer that did fire the 10 rounds into the home of Breonna Taylor, um, and I quote, did it, um, oh, hold on, I don't have, there, that's another thing that I was talking about earlier. So leadership needs to step in and step up and lead, be leaders. The fact that we've had this case ongoing and pending for so long, it just baffles me. And that it's stuff like that that starts, you know, to bring other change when you, when you hold people accountable. And that's the problem that we have in this country, especially with leadership. The officer who killed, who murdered George Floyd, wasn't arrested immediately. You had protesters outside of his home for over a week. A month, right? A week. No, no, until no. he was arrested. I thought it was a month. No, a week. Because there was protesters. It felt, it felt like a month. This whole thing is... It, it felt like a month, though, but it was one week. Yeah, and, and they had... It felt like 20 years. Imagine if protesters were not outside of his home for that entire week. You know, making sure uh, Uber Eats drivers couldn't drop off this food. And you know what I'm saying? All this kind of stuff. Like, all, everything that's happened, at least... Just for the George Floyd matter, as an example, everything that happened, you know, from the looting, from people being outside of the officer's home, the murderer's home, excuse me, uh, that all put pressure to have him arrested. What if that never happened? What if people weren't outside of his home? What, what if people weren't heavily protesting and really showing their frustration? As we can see, it made a difference. You know, pressure makes diamonds. And if we don't apply pressure, and unfortunately, we can't get people to get things done in this country or yeah, in yeah. anywhere, period. You know, this is why this is why this is why this is why, this is why you know, t- we 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 here on Technical File Podcast speak on this type of matter because the platform being used, bro, by the players, black, a black, predom- a predominantly black sport, the platform be- that they're using to 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 bring awareness to what is going on, the Breonna Taylors, the George Floyds, the, the Trayvon Martins, bro, like, the Jacob Blakes, 
this is why this is why this is why this this shit is happening, not just in the in the NBA, but like in the entire world where you see MLB stepping the NHL, my guy. NHL. It, it took him a little while to jump on board, but shout out to them. And the NFL. In the NFL. Yep, and then the NFL just just like now realizing like, oh, let's 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 join the wave. Let's let's get in this this wagon. Cloud chasers. They're cloud chasers. You know, and that, that's up D, but I'm really curious as to see what they're gonna do. They're I think they're 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 the, they're gonna have more of an impact than the NBA is just because of their demographic is literally all black. It's it's more it, it's well, more fans. It, look their the fan demographic oh, is more fans. colorful than just the NBA. It's more oh it is. They would they would say urban being the NBA's uh, demographic, but with the NFL that brings communities together. So. To be to be honest with you, I feel like they're gonna have a little bit more of an impact, and I need Commissioner Roger Goodell to be strong and steadfast with his stance on this matter, considering most of his employees that actually make you money are black. So and it, stop and stop riding the wave. Stop riding the wave when you, when the wave was being brought to you by by our very own Kaepernick. Stop riding that wave now when it's hot. Like I said, shout out to the WNBA, shout yeah. out to shout out to the NBA, MLB, MLB, Johannes, cloud chasing. Like I said, the cloud chasers, NFL. Well, I don't even watch football like that, honestly. But I know enough to know that Roger Goodell, and I don't even really care about the owners in NFL, but they're all cloud chasers, right? They all care about money is more important to them than the players, right? You shouldn't be you shouldn't be profiting, bro. You should. As an NFL, as a Roger Goodell, you should not be profiting off of this Black Lives Matter. Like, you had the chance when it was brought to you years ago, years ago, to take action. Why not, bro? <laughs> and this is why, this is why, this is a perfect, perfect uh, topic brought by Maz, because the, the, it's been, it's been, a long time since anything is any news has popped up until this recent uh, week about Breonna Taylor, you know. Yeah. And just the, the don't say sports should not focus on politics. This is why sports should focus listen, on politics. If you're, people if you're, speak on it. Listen, people speak on it. If you're a human being, you're allowed to speak about whatever you want to speak about and whatever that concerns our country and our people, no matter what your profession yeah. is. You, everybody has a voice in this country. You know, whether we agree with each other or not, we all have a voice, we have an opinion. You can... Article 1, Amendment 1. You can, you can voice... You can voice... In the United States, it's your, it's your given right. It's in the, you can, it's in the Constitution. You, know, you, can do, you can do whatever you want. Because if you look at NBA players and say they can't speak about politics, and then you look at people going up with guns to state capitol buildings... Talking about we don't want this corona stuff, we you know, we we don't want to wear masks anymore, this and this and that. If you can have that sort of uh, 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 freedom and voice of speech, then anybody else can do whatever they want to do if it's in the right you know, if it's in the right matter and it's not harming anybody. You know what I mean? Like you can speak about And you hit that right to the point. And you know what's crazy? A lot of people viewing this or listening to this probably gonna say, Well, well, but 
No, man, no, it's not like that. You know what aggravates me about this whole situation? People posting about change, people, people saying, like, we should be united. You know, like, oh, no one should walk around with a gun fully loaded, this and that. Like, imagine you being that 17-year-old boy, bro, right? And you were black, you know? Walking around with that, with that whatever, AR-15 strapped around your shoulders, and you go into a cop cruiser with your hands held up, <laughs> and you go right next to the cruiser's um, passenger door, <laughs> and they don't do shit? Imagine that being me, bro, 20 feet away from the cruiser with that rifle in my hand. Imagine, imagine that being me, bro. You feel me, bro? You see where I'm coming from, man? Hey, man. Like, you, um, see, you see where the anger, you see where the anger that, 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 that we have towards, like, like the systemic shit that's, it's just not right, bro. He's 17, walking around. He just killed someone. He killed someone. Two. He killed multiple people. He killed multiple people. He's walking up to a cop cruiser. The, cruise, the cop's like, put your hands up. This and that. Without shooting him. If that was me or you or you or any of our brothers or sisters, um, boom. We should have, we would have been a hashtag right there. Okay. And I just want to say another thing is he didn't get arrested that night that he did it. He, he was able to cross the state line, go home, and then turn himself in, which is also illegal. Me, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been followed by police officers to my car. You know what I mean? For for leaving my five guys with with one of my friends. You know, followed for six blocks all the way to my car. That um, happened to me last night. I got followed by a cop to a drive-through. Like, like I want, you said. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking like on foot. I was followed on foot. Yikes! That's scary. From that's five guys. From five guys scary. at Fourth Street. Do you know where the? Uh, you know where the plaza of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the video store. Why am I? Uh, Boom Moose. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a, they have a, no, no port. they have the parking, yeah, they have a parking lot right across from, like, the court. Yeah, you know, whatever yeah, the court yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I might not say who, would, I'll say who, off camera, who my friend was, but we left five guys uh -huh. and walked all, dude, that's like six blocks. That's so long. About five or six blocks. That's, that's and like two awful. officers. You know how there's always officers all riled up together by 4th Street yeah. when OP is canceled or OP is done? I wasn't even 21 at the time. We just went because we were hungry. Two officers followed both of us all the way to our cars. Right? And then, you know, they were watching us because I kept looking back and they were watching us. You know, they were strictly like you knew they, they were following us. And um, right when we got to our car, they just merged into a different, you know, Between you. No, you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. guys, like no. that was years ago, but I still I will never forget that.